0: The following is a presentation of the New York Presbyterian Hudson Valley Hospital Center, a better place to get better. Welcome to the Health and Happiness Show with Casey, a weekly presentation with guests, ideas, information, and fun designed to improve your life from 100.7 WHUD.
1: Hi, it's Casey. Thanks for tuning in today for a little health and happiness. We begin staying young and healthy, and we wrap up with a musical magical surprise in the story of Ginger Rogers and Fred Astaire. Dancing is good for your health, and so is singing and smiling. But first, lean in. You are about to join me on a very detailed learning experience. Dr. Michael Rosen is here. He is Chief Wellness Officer and Chair of the Wellness Institute at the Cleveland Clinic. He is also Chief Medical Consultant to the Dr. Oz Show. He and Dr. Oz wrote the book which is now out in paperback, You Staying Young, the owner's manual for looking good and feeling great. Something new in the anti-aging world is restricting your calories for five days out of the month. Details on that on the way, right doctor?
2: Yes, exactly.
1: All right, here's what I want to know. My education today, doctor, I'd like to learn about telomeres, mitochondria, and sirtuin, and I'm not sure I pronounced any of those correctly.
2: Well, you pronounce the telomeres perfectly and the mitochondria perfectly and the sirtuin is close enough for government work.
1: Sirtuin? So
2: they all are, there are three different mechanisms for why we think we get frail. That is, when you look at aging, if we eliminated all cancer and all heart disease, we'd only live about eight years longer. The main mechanism doing us in at that time would be frailty. And so you've actually, there are 14 things that cause us to age either prematurely or before um, our time and not have the vigor and vitality we want as we get old. One of the is telomeres. So your telomeres are very important because they are why your cells can duplicate. And the most important cells that duplicate are what we call your pluripotent stem cells. Those are the stem cells that are in your bone marrow that when you have an injury, say you tear a um, medial meniscus in your knee, they rush in to repair that, or you have a heart attack, they rush in and replace the dead cells with fresh, good cells to take over normal function. Well, when we get old is when we can't repair things like we used to or when we were young. And so what you want to do is preserve those telomeres because they allow your stem cells to keep replicating, which means you can repair yourself well. And so one of the things that you can do is there are a whole bunch of things that cause your telomeres to shorten, and there are a whole bunch of things you can do about those that keep your telomeres long. So, for example, doing the four components of physical activity that have been shown to help health all lengthen your telomeres doing stress management elizabeth blackburn at ucsf won the nobel prize for her work on telomeres and telomerase and one of the things that does it that shortens them is your response if it is a stressful response to some of life events well by learning how to control your response to stressful events, you actually keep your telomeres much longer and can actually make them longer. Um, So is avoiding inflammatory things such as red meat and egg yolks. Those shorten your telomeres because they cause inflammation. You can lengthen those by avoiding those things. So there are a whole bunch of action steps that are beneficial. So, for example, doing meditation 10 minutes morning and night, doing the right doing just a little walking increases telomere size. Now, mitochondria are the energy production cell, parts of the cell inside every one of your cells other than your red cells. Your red cells don't produce their own energy this way. But your mitochondria have take glucose or take the food you have and through a series of reactions, turn it into ATP. So when you have enough oxygen, for example, in the cell, you take that one glucose and produce 20 ATPs. When you don't have enough oxygen, you take it and produce maybe three ATPs. So you're much less efficient than when when you don't have oxygen. So one of the key things you can do is one, not present too much sugar to your cell at any one time, because that causes what we call free radical damage. You produce so much ATP, and in that process, generate so many so many free radicals that you don't have enough antioxidants inside your cell to buffer it. You only The only a- antioxidants that really matter are the in-cell antioxidants, that is glutathione, catalase, and SOD, and one of the things that increases those, so you have less damaged mitochondria, is again physical activity right. and another thing that injures your mitochondria as we've already said is too much sugar at any one time so small meals or not overeating and not having excess sugar is important for keeping your mitochondria and the energy factories efficient
1: okay. the third
2: thing you mentioned were sirtuin and this is really in a interesting uh, set of the sirt is a family or the sirtuin the family is a family of genes, and the sirtuin 1, and it turns out sirtuin 5, are a gene family that keeps you young by keeping your stem cells re- uh, replicating and doing well. This is where resveratrol came in. So resveratrol in animal models turns on SIRT1, which can help you stay young. So does calorie restriction. Now, resveratrol hasn't been shown to work in humans, but calorie restriction may well. And there's a special new part of that that we have in the book. So it's not just any calorie restriction. Let me go to that. So calorie restriction, 15 to 25%, less calories a day for ever very tough to do so 15 to 25 percent less calories to maintain you at a normal bmi so you become thinner and all your biochemical markers improve and if you're like 21 of the 23 animal species where this works in you will live to be the equivalent in human years of 160 with a quality of life of someone 45. but that's really tough to do there's some small groups of people who do it they measure calories every day but we've learned something even better And that's some of what's in the book. It's called a periodic fast. So you fast for five days a month and not exactly zero calories. You have 1,000 calories the first day, 750 the next four days. And not only do you get the improvement in the biomarkers of aging, but you actually, when you start to refeed on those first four days of refeeding, you generate new stem cells. So you've killed off the old cells during that stressful period of few calories during the fast. And in the refeeding, which we didn't know until recently, in that refeeding period, you increase your stem cell production. So you end up... um, if you will, uh, living longer um, because of that. Now, this hasn't been done for long-term in humans, but in the animals, in the three animal species it has been done in, the periodic fast for the equivalent of five days a month seems to give... More than the same benefits of all calorie restriction, because you can repair yourself much better.
0: Wow,
1: we are getting a lesson today in sil- in science from Dr. Michael Roizen. The book is now in paperback, and it is called
2: You. Staying young, the owner's manual. Full, looking, looking good, good and, and feeling great. That's
1: it. Together, we've got it done. So we've got to exercise and sweat. We've got to stay calm. Calm has to be our superpower. No road rage. Avoid f- inflammatory foods, and also cut down on the calories. And but you can do
2: that periodic fast now. I've tried this for about six months now. Yeah. And the periodic fast really does work. It's doable. We're going to expand it to more groups here at the Cleveland Clinic and see um, what percent of people can do it. In the early studies at USC, um, 95% of people were able to do it. 18 of 19 in the first study, 34 of 35 in the second study. It's not that difficult to do. The main food you have during that 1,000-calorie day and the 750-calorie days are a low-calorie, low-sodium vegetable soup. People like it. They can eat as much as they want of it, as much coffee and water as they want. And I can tell you, you don't feel hungry. That's good. But on the sixth day, you're really happy to not have vegetable soup.
1: <laughs> I understand. So let me ask you this. This uh, big bottle of resveratrol that I have in my vitamin drawer, is it useless?
2: Um, it may be. Let me yeah. tell you the problem with the resveratrol on your vitamin drawer. If it is in a package that can be open to air, that is, if each resveratrol pill isn't packaged by itself and in, in a nitrogen environment, when resveratrol is exposed to air, it converts equally to trans and cis, and only the cis form is effective as a pill, so, and the trans opposes the cis. So, if you let a big bottle without individually foil-wrapped in nitrogen-packed um, pills, then it is probably not beneficial. Wow. Um, and the second component is you've got to have only the cis in the pill, which means an extra refining step. Many of those sold are a combination, what we call racemic, cis trans, which wouldn't have any effect even if they weren't exposed to oxygen.
1: Wow. You know, I don't think it should be allowed. I don't think they should be allowed to sell things that we believe are helping us when they're probably not.
2: Um, from your lips to God's ears, as they say.
1: Wow. That's something else, the resveratrol. Okay, good. Good to know. And we'll find much more at, in the owner's manual for looking good and feeling great now out in paperback. Thank you, Dr. Rosen. Is there anything else we need to know this morning?
2: No, thank you.
1: And say hi to your buddy there, Dr. Oz.
0: I will. Thanks very much.
1: Have a great day.
0: You too. This is the Health and Happiness Show with Casey on 100.7 WHUD. If you have a question or need more information about things you've heard on the show, email kcradio at gmail.com. The Health and Happiness Show, information, fun, and inspiration.
1: an award-winning Hudson Valley Hospital get even better? It teams up with the number one hospital in New York. Hudson Valley Hospital is now part of New York Presbyterian, and with our new name comes new possibilities. New York Presbyterian Hudson Valley Hospital now has expanded clinical services previously not available in the Hudson Valley and easy access to the expertise and resources of New York Presbyterian in Manhattan. Visit nyp.org slash Hudson Valley to learn more about the amazing things happening here. Hi, I'm Avina. I'm seven
2: years old and I'm blind. I love gymnastics, piano, public speaking, and riding on the trail bike with my dad. You can help me live the life I
0: want. Help Ravina and other blind people by making a tax-deductible donation of your used car, truck, or almost anything with wheels to the National Federation of the Blind. Your donation will help ensure a brighter future for blind children and adults. Just call 855-659-9314. That's 855-659-9314. Or visit carshelpingtheblind.org. That's carshelpingtheblind.org. We will arrange to have the donated vehicle picked up and provide you with a tax-deductible receipt. And if you know someone who is blind that can use our help, email nfb at nfb.org.
1: Blindness does not hold me back at all. Donate today! Hi, it's Casey. If you're looking for a fun night out, try the WBT, the Westchester Broadway Theater in Elmsford, New York. I've enjoyed many a great meal there and many a wonderful show. Today, we get to know Ginger Rogers. On stage now is Backwards in High Heels. And Jeremy Benton, actor, director, and choreographer is here. That is me. Okay, well first, educate me because I don't know a thing about this show. (laughs)
3: <laughs> well, if you've ever heard of Ginger Rogers and Fred Astaire, that's a good, a good start. This is the uh, story of Based on a biography A book written in the 90s About Ginger Rogers' life Called Backwards and High Heels Which that title Comes from a uh, Frank and Ernest cartoon About Darren Rogers In the cartoon You know, there's there's two figures Looking at uh, a billing Outside a theater Showing a a Fred Astaire And Ginger Rogers movie And one of the characters says Sure, he was great But don't forget that Ginger Did everything that he did But backwards And wearing high heels
1: Oh, don't you think Every woman on the planet It knows that we have the bumper sticker and the T-shirt,
3: right? And uh, and, you know, there's been other shows uh, uh, dealing with Ginger Rogers life. But I really like this show uh, because, first of all, a stare doesn't even enter the story until act two and and second of all it sort of it really deals with uh the relationship between Ginger uh and her mother and how Ginger really strove to be a very independent person but she was always sort of saddled with uh a partner she had her mother uh, you know with her for a while and always sort of hovering over and making sure she was careful about everything and then she was uh, coupled with Fred uh my RKO early in her career and she always wanted to be you know, do something on her own, and uh, she finally trusted her instincts, and uh, and she broke away from Fred. She stopped doing movies with him, and she did a a movie, uh, not a very glamorous role, uh, in a a movie called Kitty Foyle, and she won her Oscar for that. Wow. So she she uh, she had very good instincts and very very smart savvy business. Uh, woman, a a sort of a woman ahead of her time. She did some negotiations on her own. She, uh, you know, she was very, very hurt in a way, because she was making half as much as Fred did for these movies. And, uh, and she stood up for herself and she negotiated new contracts. And she even got her crew a pay raise. I mean, she was really sort of a very, very uh, woman ahead of her time.
1: Brilliant. I had no idea. And was she nice? She, well you know i didn't know her personally
3: i have a very good friend of mine who was wonderful friends with her in her later years uh in the 80s and 90s and uh he's he you know he's a broadway choreographer and uh named Randy Skinner and he said that he she was one of the nicest people he had ever Uh, Gotten to work with in showbiz Which doesn't always happen
1: (laughs) Right Now what about her relationship with Fred Astaire Was it a good one?
3: Well we sort of allude to In our storytelling We we allude to It's very hard in a musical Especially based on someone's real life And especially a famous person Because everybody knows a lot of stuff about these people So you kind of have to pick and choose You know which points of You know your destination on the journey of their life That you stop Like I said Fred comes in, in At the top of act two and uh, we sort of combine a lot of years into one little section, and, they, and they're learning a song called Let's Call the Whole Thing Off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they they did meet uh, on Broadway. They were both you know, chorus kids and, and sort of came up through uh, the Broadway chorus together. So they had met before. It sort of alluded to in our storytelling that there may have been, you know, sort of a possible date that didn't go very well when oh. they were kids. And then they're paired together later, and... Uh, You know, when we meet, when Fred meets... Ginger in our play, it's, as, the, as the choreographer and director, I always have her costume change into a, a beautiful sort of pantsuit for the time because I want it to be sort of like who's wearing the pants in this relationship, you know. Oh, nice! And they they uh, they sort of butt heads at first, you know, and the song works very well because they're singing. Let's call the whole thing off. Then we sort of flash forward into them, you know, a sort of uh, the iconic image of her in the white feather dress and Fred in the tux and tails, and they they do a dance together, and they they both sort of. Know You know, something magical happens, and they go, you know what, this is a pretty uh, unique pairing. Let's together because we're making some pretty good hit movies here. We've got a good thing going. So, yeah. I think it was very business. I mean, they were friends and friendly. They weren't I, They weren't the closest of uh, a confidants, if you will, but they knew a good business agreement when they saw one.
1: Perfect. You know, and that story that you just told about the onstage couple not having the closest of relationships, I honestly think that's part of the magic. I was listening to, this is a crazy analogy, but I was Listening to uh, Chris Russo. He's a sports yeah. broadcaster. and he was always on with uh, the Mad Dog, Mike and the Mad Dog. Oh, right. And yeah. he taught, I know it's a crazy analogy, but he talked about how there's a magic that's made between the two people that cannot be made anywhere else. Right. And it doesn't always have to mean your best friends.
3: Right. It yeah. doesn't. It's, it's chemistry works in different ways. And. If there, and plus film, particularly captures something that you know, and film is forever, and you and you always choose the best takes from the from film, and yeah. and both of those, both of these people we're talking about, Ginger Rogers and Fred, were both uh, perfectionists in a way, so they had a lot to do with which images were kept, you know, and which uh, <laughs> right. which takes, but that 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 camera picks up a chemistry and a. A dynamic, and you know, you don't like you said. Some in the corporate world, even some business arrangements are, are best when there's a little bit of, you know, not everybody has to be a yes man to their business partner. So right. I, I think uh, I think that is reflective, sort of, in our play, and uh, and it makes and it makes the story more interesting, which yeah. uh, which is what you want when you go to the theater.
1: <laughs> yeah, a little bit of friction makes a little bit of magic sometimes. Jeremy Benton is the director and choreographer of Backwards in High Heels now on stage at the Westchester Broadway Theater in Elmsford, The Ginger Rogers Story. I like her more and more now that I learn more about Ginger Rogers, but my gosh, what pressure on these actors. Okay, you got (laughs) to sing and dance like Ginger Rogers and Fred Astaire.
3: Right, well... We haven't gotten to this other twist in the in the uh, in the story here with me because we had about ten days of rehearsal, uh, then two or three days of technical uh, transitioning to the stage, lighting and everything, and then we have an audience. So everything sort of seems like you're in fast forward, and you you all of a sudden you look out there and there's an audience. So my challenge was to get these eight actors up to speed because none of them had done the show before except for me. I decided, and the theater decided, uh, since it's sort of a home base there, and I've done a few shows there that. That they wanted me to portray the role of Fred Astaire Get out. So, Get out. So, <laughs> so I direct I wear my director choreographer hat you know and then uh, when we start getting into uh, running the show I put on my actor hat and I come out and act two as Fred Astaire
1: Jeremy Benton <laughs> this is so cool
3: Triple I mean right it's either really fun or I'm just a real glutton for punishment. I hadn't figured that out yet. but oh,
1: That's great. That's great. And you're like to the cast, trust me, people, I've got this. <laughs>
3: Well, in a way, I thought. Well, this does save me time from teaching one more person. You know, I, you know, I don't have to teach a Fred. I guess that'll save me. The clock is ticking. So, and no, and, and actually, I I was in the original company of this years ago and played Fred Astaire and did the tap choreography. So, uh, in that incarnation, there were six people. I fleshed it out because Westchester Stage is a nice large thrust uh, theater, and uh, we moved the cast uh, to nine people, and it works very well. And the actress who plays. Ginger. Uh, Her name is Darian Crago. She is a rising star, fantastic dancer, fantastic singer, great actor. And her and I are old friends, and we've always wanted to do a show together. Um, And sometimes, you know, in this career, you do this. Shows with a lot of people, same people over and over again. But her and I had never, you know, it, the, the uh, cards had never fallen where we were in the same production. And this came along, and I was like, you know, this is going to be the time where we finally get to <laughs> share the stage together. And uh, she is just fantastic in this role. It's a, you know, it's intimidating enough to just have to play Fred Astaire in Act too, but she has to play Ginger Rogers both acts and carry the show. It's a. She only has a couple of moments when she's not on stage. And uh, her and actually the relationship with her mother, Leela Rogers, those are the two main You know that was her longest relationship in her life was with her mother. Mm -hmm. Uh, She had five husbands. You know her her relationship with Fred Astaire was only professional, basically after they started making movies together. Uh, But Fred was the other longest relationship she'd ever had. (laughs) So uh, you know the heart of the story. I think we begin the story and end the story uh, right as she's accepting her Oscar for Kitty Foyle at the Oscars, and during that Oscar speech. She paused for about four, you know, three or four seconds and very emotionally thanked her mother who was in the audience. Okay. And I decided to put the story within that three to four second pause. Oh. So it's an entire flashback of, you know, you sort of your life flashes before your eyes at a a big moment, like receiving your Oscar. And uh, we put the entire play in that four-second pause, and I think it really works well.
1: Absolutely, and it all sounds magical. And now, knowing what I know, I can't wait to get to the WBT to see Backwards in High Heels. And I'm going to keep my eye out for that Fred Astaire character.
3: Yeah, yeah, he's tricky. Watch out for him.
1: How about that moment, though, when Fred and Ginger are all dressed up and have that... magical dance
3: oh it's fantastic and it's the point where everybody's waiting for in the audience and the lights come up and we're in she's in the big feather dress and i'm in the tails and people just kind of gasp and then uh close closer to the end of the show there's a fantastic tap number called pick yourself up you know in our tale it's right ginger's deciding to go out on her own and they sort of meet up in one last tap dance together and i have to say people are if you don't respond uh, to tap There might be something wrong with you <laughs> But there are smiles all around It's it's a, it's a crowd favorite And uh, there's something about Two people tapping in synchronization That just people can't get enough of
1: Agreed So tap your way over to the Westchester Broadway Theater In Elmsford if you can And catch Backwards and High Heels With Jeremy Benton as Fred Astaire So there you go I'm so happy you tuned in And I hope to see you soon at KCRadio.com
0: You've been listening to The Health and Happiness Show with Casey. The content of The Health and Happiness Show is intended for general information purposes only. The Health and Happiness Show is a presentation of the New York Presbyterian Hudson Valley Hospital Center. You can listen to previously broadcast shows online at caseyradio.com. Join Casey for another edition of The Health and Happiness Show next Sunday morning on 100.7 WHUD.